years? We're going on over a quarter of a century now, man. Are you sick of me or what? <laughs> well, to, be, to be precise, it's 29. But who's, but who's counting, right? <laughs> I remember like a, a mutual friend of ours, Josh Adams. I think I was like hanging out at his house once your summer camps and so i just went with him that day and you kind of yeah. yelled at me like hey what are you doing here kid i was like eight or seven i'm like i'm with him you're like oh okay cool make yourself at home so it's it's been a long time coach um your team victorious uh, again last night you're off to a good start this year coach um how wh- are, are you pleased with the record thus far uh i think what you guys are 15 and four overall and and, and yeah. things seem to be yeah. trending and, and you know c- continuing to go in the right direction for you guys yeah, well, you know, obviously we started on slow because our schedule, our schedule is, is pretty demanding. And, you know, we, because of the COVID and the extension of football season, you know, you got those guys back three weeks later than we normally do, you know. So that definitely put a, put, put a, a wrench in everything for us. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we're very fortunate in the fact that I'm not sure how many people uh, actually know this, but uh, he may have been the only athlete in the whole state of Louisiana um, that, that on a Friday night played a football game and uh, scored a touchdown pass, and on Saturday scored on Saturday in the finals of the Senegal tournament scored uh, 16 points in the championship game. So uh, I, I, I want to give some props to our, to our football staff because you know I sat down with Jim Hightower and told him what was going on. Uh, Carter Domain's Division One prospect doing basketball, and um, you know we got together and said well, what's best for the kid. And uh, and you know Carter was I, again I, I don't know of any other uh, athlete in the state of Louisiana that played football and basketball at the exact the same times. And, um, you know, because our staff did that, it allowed us to uh, let Carter, you know, I mean, he's, 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 a, he's one of our best players by far, you know. And so, uh, but that, you know, and then he said four losses, but, but of the four losses, he only played in one of those. He didn't play in every game, but he played in a lot of them early. So, um, you know, so that, that again, the four losses are, are not great, but I knew that going in because of, a, because of the extension of football season, that would be a little shorthanded, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really pleased, Scott. We, you know, we're on a 10-game roll right now, 10 in a row. I think last year when we got our football guys back, we won 25 in a row. Now I'm not sure. I don't think we can win 25 in a row this year, but uh, but you know we do have a lot back from last year. Uh, got an experienced bunch, you know. And um, when you got James James Shelvin and, and Carter Domingue on, on your team, uh, you're going to win some basketball games no matter who's coaching. I can tell you that. And this year it's a little bit later than normal because football went so long because of you know the COVID-19 protocols and when the season started. So. Uh, a little bit later in the year when you had him back on a full-time basis. But, uh, yeah, shout-out Carter because, I mean, with all the state championships between the two sports that he's had in his time at STM, man, uh, I don't I don't know if he wants a ring for all of those, but uh, he'll he'll have a lot of jewelry when he goes off to college. <laughs> yeah, he's got, a, he's got a bunch, no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, Scott, you know, that, that's my main concern this year, my, the fact that, you know, you know, we kind of pride ourselves in, in trying to be a you know fundamentally sound team. You know, but but that takes that you know that does you, you can talk you can talk about fundamentals, but but Scott, that takes a lot of work. You know, and and the problem is we had no you know people don't realize this. You had you had no off season, you, you had no summer where we play summer league, and, and and then you know you come back and you start practicing on October the twelfth. So so those are some valuable lost days for us. Not to mention the fact that we had we were in a fourteen day quarantine when seven of our players tested positive for COVID. So, so you put all that together, Scott, and it's, it's a bad recipe for a, a team like us that, I, again, relies on fundamentals, you know. And, uh, and, and Scott, you, just, you can't make that up. You know, I can't practice eight hours a day. There's, it's just lost time that you never get back. 
And so that's my biggest concern is that are we going to be fundamentally sound enough when it comes to playoff time uh, where you're going to see some really good teams in Division Two? Um, uh, you know, is that going to really uh, come back to haunt us a little bit? You know, and so that, that's definitely a concern of mine. And uh, there really is nothing that we can do about it. I'm just hoping that our guys can, uh, you know, can, can, can make some things happen. But, again, the fundamentals that we really preach about and work on a lot, what we're not able to do this year. Coach Danny Broussard of the STM Cougars, a friend of the program, our guest. Coach, here's a, a more of a general question, not so much about this year's team, but but over the course of your career, it's often talked about how much the game of basketball has evolved over the years. Uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, from a national narrative, it becomes about the NBA, the three-point line, analytics, college basketball after that. From a high school basketball standpoint, you've been at STM as long as you have. How much has the high school game evolved? A little, a lot? What's the biggest difference in the game in 2021 compared to when you were just getting started? Well, I think a couple of things. Uh, obviously, the three-point line, you know, it was, it was a game changer. You know, I mean, you know, you, you, you it, it just is. You know, I mean, that's today you got to be able to guard and defend against the three. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's the biggest thing. I think I think the weight training and 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 evolution of that. I think you, you, you're seeing a little bit more speed, the more strength, uh, maybe some more athleticism than I did uh, 35 years ago. And I'm talking about you know you've always had that one or two, but I'm talking about across the board. I think you know it, 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 those athletes now, man. I, I mean, I'm seeing guys that you know. I mean, whew, it, it, you just didn't see that 35 years ago in my in my opinion. So the game's a little bit a little bit more quicker. Uh, guys are more on the rim now than they used to be. You know, I kind of look at the girls' game. You know, when I look at the, you know, you look at UConn against, uh, I guess Notre Dame in the girls' game, or or well, it used to be Tennessee. You know, and, and you look at those guys, they're like, man. I mean, you know, they're almost getting to the rim right now. You know, I think I think I saw a highlight the other day. Some girl, some girl on the breakaway dunked it. I think so. You know. You're getting to see that, and I mean, man, that's how the boys' game was 30, 35 years ago. You know, so so again, it's just a little bit more athletic, a little bit more speed on the court. Um, you know, and and, it, and it's obviously tougher. I would say this for referee. I refereed back in nineteen eighty. I would definitely say it's tougher to referee a game now than it, than it was in the eighties because just so much speed and so much action on the court. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna give them any less grief when you disagree with them, coach. Let's be no, real. No, 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 no. That's right. No, that doesn't mean that at all. <laughs> And Danny Broussard, our <laughs> guest, uh, five-time state champion, including three in a row. Uh, the goal is to get four in a row this year, obviously. But uh, they got work to do. They got some games in front of them, um, but got the win last. What's coming up next, Coach? It's uh, it's Notre Dame and then Southside, correct? Yeah, we got a, a good week this week. Notre Dame, uh, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they they only have one or two losses. They've all they're off to a great start. I understand they got. Uh, transfer kid in that's really really good. It's made it's made them really a good team this year. So that would that would be an interesting game for us on Thursday. And you know Southside that would be definitely interesting with you know with my with my one of my former uh, uh, players. You know Brad Bard at Southside. He's, tell you what now look, uh, I, I think it's going to be Southside and New Iberia in that in that district this year for the championship. I I think Brad's going to contend for the championship this year and uh, you know certainly going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I think he. I'm not mistaken. Did he make? Did he, I can't remember if he made the playoffs last year. I just missed it. I can't remember, but I think he might have missed the playoffs. But uh, he's going to be in there this year. He's got a nice team, and uh, <laughs> they've been playing really well. I watched it. You know, I watched a couple of games. Uh, my son-in-law happens to be on the staff at uh, at, at Southside, so I got a chance to go watch him in the finals of the uh, of their own tournament. 
and uh, obviously Washington and Sun Kiss. But uh, man, I tell you, when when they're shooting three point shots and they're going in, that's that's a tough test. So uh, you know that 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 ten or eleven game win streak, if we can get by Notre Dame, that that would definitely be in jeopardy on Friday night because. Uh, Brad's doing a great job over there, and he's got some nice-looking athletes, man. So, um, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a rivalry because they're only they're so young. I think we we played them last year at our place. They jumped on us early in the first quarter. Might have had a six, eight-point lead, and we wound up kind of pulling away at the end. But, uh, but I expect uh, Friday night's going to be very, very good. And then after that, we start district, you know. And uh, I guess you could be honest with you, it's a little down this year. You know, Karen Crow lost his best player. That's not not able to play this year. Um, Tolens is, is much improved, really good. Westgate's got a bunch of young, and you know, Northside's always, always, always solid. But, but I just think from top to bottom, it's not quite as good as it has been this year. Uh, so, you know, but, but again, uh, you know how it is. District games are district games, and everybody gets up for the Cougars. So, uh, I expect their best effort against us. But, uh, but anyway, uh, Scott, the playoffs are going to be. Um, I mean, I, you know, I've been around this for a long time, so I kind, I kind of got a pretty good pulse. But I'm just telling you. Uh, uh, U-High got a, got a nice transfer in from Runners, a, a school that closed down, and this kid's uh, scoring 15 a game. He's really good. He's added a lot to that team, and they have a lot coming back. So U-High is going to be really, really good. They're number one right now in, in, our, in our poll. Uh, old Lehigh, which is Liberty, uh, they are very, very good. They've beaten some really good teams. And i tell you the truth, they should have been in the Final Four last year. St. Louis upset them, but they should have been in the Final Four last year, and he's got everybody back. And they're beating everybody in Baton Rouge. So Liberty is going to be something really good. De La Salle is De La Salle. He's got four football kids. He just got like us. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if he's lost in that game since he got the football guys. So, you know, and, and uh, you, throw in, you throw in St. Michael's, who's 12-1 and one right now in that mix. Uh, it, it's going to make for an interesting playoffs, to say the least. Five-time state champion uh, as head coach of the SDM Cougars. Where are we at career wins now, uh, career wins, coach? You know the number. I'm what not is really it? sure. I'm not. I'm not really sure, but uh, somewhere around 1,020. But but uh, but I think this is kind of interesting, Scott. In that, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been around basketball my whole life. When my brother Rick and Brent both coached basketball. Brent was more of a baseball guy. But you know, I've been going to the top 28 since I was a five-year-old kid in Alexander. So I've been around the game for a long time, and this is kind of cool. Uh, you know, I played for Mo High School, Class C school, and we played a school called Pine Prairie. And a guy that coached at Pine Prairie at the time was a guy named Leslie Godine. And, and Scott, at one time, he was the all-time winningest coach in the history of Louisiana basketball. Now, he's been surpassed since then by two guys, uh, Joe Hawkins, who has passed away, uh, coached many, many years at Providence, uh, Lake Providence, and at, and at Southern Lab. Uh, so he's a, he passed up Leslie Godet, and so did uh, Charles Smith, who's at, at Peabody, and is still coaching. So, the, but, but, but at one time he was. And so I think about two weeks ago, uh, I, I passed him up. I think that's kind of cool that he, you know, that he actually coached against me when I was playing at Mo, you know, and, and so I got to see him, and then now, now I got a chance to pass. Like I said, one time was the all-time winning as coach. So well, you know what they cool. told Lester back in the day, right? Mo's the team to beat. <laughs> Mo was Mo was the team to beat in nineteen in nineteen seventy-seven. I'm going to tell you that. And there's only one team. Well, I say one team. In our class, there's only one team that beat us. And unfortunately, that was the state championship game against Summerfield. And, and a guy that everybody knows the name. Of, the mailman was on that was on that, was on that roster for Summerfield. So so we had we, it was a formidable opponent that we got beat by. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So you know that was that's kind of a cool memory going to Pine Prairie. I remember getting on the bus and like you know it's kind of like one of those kids. Your young kids say, when are we ever going to get there? We kept driving and driving. 
Pine Prairie was in the middle of nowhere, but we knew when we got there that, you know, Leslie Godet was a legendary coach, and uh, you could tell by the way his teams played that he knew what he was doing. So, again, I think that's kind of cool. All the man. Appreciate the time. It's great chatting with you. Um, continued success, and uh, we'll be following the Cougars. Appreciate it, Scott. And, hey, I just want to get one thing cleared up. When you said Josh Adams, a mutual friend of ours, he's not. I don't know where you're getting that from. You're not a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I let him know. Hey, I'm going to see him today at noon, at noon. So I'll tell him. I'll tell him we gave him a, uh, you gave him a shout out, and I'll put him down. I'll, I'll let him know. That works. That sounds about right. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> All right, Scott. Take care. Bye bye. Danny Broussard, our guest. To wrap it up, thanks to him, Ali Cassell, Mike Triplett, and Ozan. All of you for listening tomorrow. Norman joins me. NFC divisional playoff breakdown and more. Steve Pelegrin's next at TSB and fourteen twenty and dot com. Don't go anywhere. Boys, I hope that you know.